The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Good morning. Well, if you joined with us last week, you will know that we started a new series, uh, Jesus is the Face of God. Pastor Jonathan spoke to us about how Jesus is the visual representation of the Father. This week, we're going to look at Jesus again, but this time in respect of healing under the heading, God wants you whole. Jesus said to his disciples in the upper room where they just shared what we call the Last Supper, and he said, if you really know me, you will know the Father as well. That's John 14, verse 7. Philip, one of his disciples, says to Jesus in reply, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Now, it seems that even now, after three years, the disciples are of the opinion that the Father can be revealed to them in the same way as they see Jesus. Jesus replies, and it is our key scripture for the whole of this series, in verse 9 of John 14. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And it's true, we do see God through the lens of Jesus Christ, his life and his ministry. And when we look at his wonderful life, it reveals the very nature of God. God is spirit. Jesus says in John 4, 24, God is spirit and his worshippers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Therefore, we cannot look upon God in the same way as we can look upon the life of his Son. In Colossians, in chapter 1, verse 15, the Apostle says, Paul, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And at verse 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Jesus says in John 6, and at verse 44, having declared to the people, that he is the bread of life. He says this, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. So we get to see God through our mediator, Jesus. Now, a mediator is someone that brings together and we gaze upon the beautiful life that is the person and the life of our Saviour, Jesus. In 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 22, it says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we know that it's God's great desire to make us whole in one and in spirit with him, just as Jesus declares that he and the Father are one. We also have that best known scripture in the whole of the Bible, which says, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
And then again, in 2 Peter 3.9, God does not want anyone to perish, but for everyone to come to repentance. Now, when we look at the life of Jesus, we also see that he devoted much time to healing and deliverance. In Matthew 8 and verse 2, a man suffering from leprosy comes and kneels before Jesus and says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. It's very interesting, I think, here, because Jesus' will for healing is expressly asked of by this poor, suffering man. And Jesus, the image of the invisible God, makes his reply. Now, it's interesting because Jesus could have answered him in a number of ways. He could have ignored the question. He might have answered using a parable, which would have left his hearers pondering as to the meaning. He could have said that now was not the season for healing. But his answer? He simply says, I am willing. And then he said, be clean. One day, Jesus was being spoken to by his disciples and they said, Lord, would you please teach us how to pray? And he taught them what we now know to be called the Lord's Prayer. That's in Matthew 6 and verse 9. And one of those very familiar verses in that prayer, verse 10, says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, Scripture assures us that there is no illness, there's no infirmity or the like in the kingdom of heaven. Revelation 21.4 tells us, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Therefore, if there is no sickness, infirmity in heaven, and Jesus encourages to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we can take it that it is God's will, his desire for us to be made whole physically. And when we pray for healing as Christians, it's a way of praying, your kingdom come. Mm. When it comes to Jesus' ministry here on earth, a quarter of the Gospels contain accounts of Jesus either healing individuals or groups. And healing is either received by the command of Jesus directly to the person or by his giving the command and the healing taking a place at a distance. I personally love the account in Matthew uh, chapter 8, verses 5 to 13 of the Roman centurion who comes to Jesus as he enters uh, Capernaum, a fishing town on the edge of Galilee. And he comes to Jesus specifically to ask, not for himself, but for his servant to be made well. Jesus says that he will go with the centurion and visit the servant who's sick. But the response of the centurion is the curious thing. He says he doesn't deserve to have Jesus come, even under his roof. But if Jesus says the word, my servant will be healed. Now, Jesus is amazed at this soldier's belief, his, his faith level. And he says to all around him, I have not found faith like this in the whole of Israel. But the amazing thing to me is that this isn't a disciple, this isn't a Pharisee, this isn't a religious leader, someone that we might imagine would understand what it is that this man is displaying in this faith. This is a foreign occupying army officer whose sole role in Israel at this time is to keep the nation suppressed. And yet, he is under authority himself. He's a centurion, but there are those who are greater rank than him. And so he grasps, he has the discernment, we may say, to understand that Jesus is the mediator. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the representative of a higher authority. If Jesus gives the command, 
it is sufficient. I did a little research and discovered that Jesus healed 25 individual people in the Gospels, and there are also 16 accounts of Jesus healing groups of people. One such group reference is found in Matthew 4.23, where Jesus, it says Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Now, as we read our Bibles, we cannot fail to see that it is the compassion of the heart that Jesus reaches out to those in need. For some, he says, go, your faith has made you well, such as the woman with the issue of blood in Matthew 9. Some come to Jesus and ask for their healing, such as the leper that I've already briefly mentioned, or like blind Bartimaeus in Mark 10, who, when asked by Jesus what he would have him do for him, says, Rabbi, I want to see. And others didn't even ask for their healing, but still received it. Jesus says to the paralyzed man lying by the pool of Bethesda in John 5, do you want to be made well? <laughs> well, the astonishing thing is the man doesn't even say yes. He just goes on to say, there's no one to help me get into the pool when the waters are stirred. But our Lord says, take up your bed and walk. So as we look at the life of Jesus, we can see that it's God's will that we are made whole in body as well as spirit. But of course, the greatest healing that any one of us can receive is receiving uh, that, that, that oneness with God and that separation from God being restored. It is sin that convicts and eternal salvation is found in the placing of our hope in the death, the life, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, it doesn't need me to tell you, but it, no matter how extraordinary physical healing may be, we all ultimately die. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead after many days of being in the tomb, but ultimately Lazarus had to die. So it's okay in this day and age to ask the question, is God still about physical healing today? And it is a question that's frequently asked. And the answer to that has to be, absolute resounding yes. Way back in the beginning of the Bible almost, Exodus 15, 26, God says, I am the Lord who heals you. Yeah. And one of the Hebrew names for God is Jehovah Rapha, God who heals. The Hebrew word Rapha meaning to completely make whole. However, physical healing will be something that we have all wrestled with at some time in our lives. And it may be that it's something that you're wrestling with right at this time. Now, we sadly know that not everybody receives physical healing. We at Bromley Town Church suffered the great loss of a dear brother less than two years ago, uh, who lost his short fight against cancer. A Christian man, uh, a man who served in the church, a husband and a father of three young children. We brought him before the Lord individually and collectively at our prayer meetings, but he didn't receive his physical healing. However, in scripture, we are encouraged to pray for the sick. It's not just a suggestion. It's not something we might just like to do. And it's true that we do not have all the answers, or, or certainly we would like to have all the answers, but we do need to be obedient and to keep on praying for those that are unwell, both for those that ask, like blind Bartimaeus asked, and for those who do not. 
But we do need to be heartened by the fact that Jesus gave his disciples authority to pray for the well-being of every kind of disease and sickness, the well-being of the people that are laid low with these things. And those disciples continue to see many wonderful miracles long after Jesus ascended into heaven. Now, when we look at the healings of Jesus, we notice that those that are healed often see their way to faith. A way is made through the healing to believing. Jesus, who was reaching out to someone to heal them physically, often goes hand in hand with their salvation or their journey to faith. Do you remember the man that Jesus healed of blindness by making mud with his saliva and placing it on the man's eyes? Later, the following a thorough investigation by the Sanhedrin, by the ruling religious leaders, the man comes face to face again with Jesus and he places his faith in the Son of Man. Another thing that we can observe through the healings of Jesus is that when he healed, it often restored the individual to their position in society that their physical condition may have robbed them of. For instance, the woman with the issue of blood that I, I mentioned briefly earlier on, and the leper, these are people who would have been regarded as unclean by society. And therefore, they would have been rejected. They couldn't hold their normal role in society or the community because the physical condition that they were suffering from precluded them. So when Jesus heals them, they are restored. They are made whole in more ways than just the physical healing in itself. However, in all of this, I think we can say that Jesus did not heal everyone. Even when we read in the Gospels of Jesus healing many, there would have been others who would have loved to have been healed, to be touched by Jesus, but did not receive it. In Luke 4 and verse 42, we read that, that many that were brought to Jesus were healed by him. The following morning, the people are urging the Lord not to leave their village, not to move on. There would have been many that would have heard the events of the previous day and would love to have come to Jesus to receive this physical healing, to receive their, their, their deliverance, their well-being, and they would love to him to have stayed on for a season. But Jesus is focused on salvation and tells them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. On the Alpha course, uh, which is run over several weeks and explores the Christian faith, we discuss the kingdom of heaven being both here and now because it's been introduced by Jesus in his ministry at that time that he walked the earth, but also something to be experienced in the full when we come to the end of our lives in glory. And if we receive physical healing in this life, it must be seen of a foretaste of what is to come, that that which is promised by our God. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 8 and at verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. As Christians, we should certainly continue to pray for the sick and invite God to move. And it's most definitely not about the form of our words or our past experience, whether it be a positive experience or a negative one, but it's everything to do with our hearts. When we reach out to others or on behalf of others in faith and with compassion, as Jesus did, 
we should expect to see our Lord move. John Wimber, the well-known evangelist and Christian leader and teacher who taught and demonstrated that signs and wonders from God are very much the order for today, once said, when we pray for no one, no one is healed. When we pray for everyone, some people are healed. You know, our time on this earth is fleeting. And if we are blessed with a full lifespan, praise God. But in comparison with eternity, all our trials, all our tribulations, all our experience here are but a drop in what is the vast ocean that is time without end with the Lord in heaven. You will have no doubt heard the expression, uh, not being able to see the wood for the trees. It simply means that we can focus sometimes on the detail of something and fail to see what is about, important about the thing as a whole. Someone once said, we must not miss the big picture that is the forest of gospel and salvation for the trees of miracles and physical healing. You know, we will never have all the answers in respect of healing, physical healing, this side of heaven. But let us understand this. Just as God wants us rescued from spiritual separation from him and has provided the way to restoration through the life, the sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus, so he wants us to experience wholeness in every part of our lives, which very much includes physical well-being. Our Lord is close. He hears our prayers. He is for us. He is not against us. And he declares in scriptures such as Isaiah 41 verse 10, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. On the very evening that Jesus was arrested, he said to his disciples, Peace. I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as this world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 14 verse 27. So let us be assured of this as I close. We do not just have the words of Jesus. We also have the very presence of his life with us in the person of the Holy Spirit. In every season, in every circumstance, in every situation, God wanting us whole. In this world, you will have trouble, declares Jesus. But take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, verse 33. Jesus, the very representation of God, and bringing us God's victory through his life. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.